Hi there, I'm Becky Hammond, founder and strengths maven over at eSogo and eSogoStrong.com. Welcome to eSogo TV, the video and audio podcast where we are fueling marriage connection, parenting grace, and work energy by focusing in on your strengths instead of fixating on your weakness. Today, you are joining us for episode 71 in our eSogo TV interview series. By talking to leaders, coaches, parents, spouses, regular people, we are bringing alive the life-changing stories that have been fueled by people's unique and brilliant strengths in their work or their marriages or their parenting. Today's guest is Anna Marie Mann, and she's a new friend and colleague of mine. Anna Marie is an independent consultant focused on workplace and human development, and she's driven to help others achieve their purpose and their potential. Earlier this year, Anna Marie left her role at Gallup to recalibrate and architect the next phase of her personal and professional life. During her eight years at Gallup, she partnered with scientists, clients, cross-functional leaders, and senior consultants to create high-performing, world-class organizations. As you'll see, Anna Marie is not only personable and brilliant, but on a more personal note, Anna Marie has a fantastic family and a paraplegic dog who is named Omaha Herald's 2017 Pet of the Year. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> I was blown away by how intentional Anna Marie has been as she's integrated her strengths into her life. She shares with us a four-step process that she has followed to experience impact in her strengths, in her personal life, from her own internal dialogue to her marriage and her parenting too. So let's dive into this conversation with Anna Marie Mann. Hey, Anna Marie Mann. I'm so excited to have you on today and to be chatting with you for literally the very first time that I've ever met you face to face. Is this count meeting face to face? I'm not sure. Maybe it in does. today's world, it does. It <laughs> totally qualifies. <laughs> all right. So all we need is like our own cups of coffee, and then we'll does my water count? Or? Yeah, water, water, water to go. <laughs> we'll just do that. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, I'm so glad that you are joining um, not just me, but everyone else who is here, able to kind of listen in on your story and the impact that the strengths perspective and understanding who you are through your strengths has had on your life. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'd love to just kind of jump right in and have you tell us a little bit about yourself, your family and what you do for work. Awesome. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for having me um, and including me in your interview series. I think that's fabulous. So I appreciate you reaching out and I love meeting people face to face, um, even if it's on video. So thanks for having <laughs> me. Um, yeah, so I actually live in Omaha, Nebraska, which is not where I thought I would be living, but my husband's in the military, and we were stationed out here a little while ago, and then moved to Shreveport, Louisiana, and then moved back, and mm -hmm. since we've been back, people say, like, you end up getting stationed here, and you never want to leave, and I mm -hmm. didn't believe it, but sure not enough, <laughs> <laughs> this is where we are. In my previous career, I worked at Gallup for eight years. I served as a consultant, as a, the employee engagement and well-being practice manager, and then most recently, I was our workplace analytics practice manager. Um, but now, I actually left earlier this year. I I love Gallup, loved my team, but you know, we just hit these milestones in our life and we have to figure out what's right for us and the balance that we need. And I just knew that I needed to recalibrate and just focus on my family, focus on myself and to determine what the next phase of my life will be. So 
for the past uh, few months, I've just been doing independent consultant work. I'm a workplace and human capital uh, consultant. So I've been doing some of that, little of this, little of that, <laughs> spending more time with, yeah, spending more time with my boys. Uh -huh. I have a 13 and 14 year old boys. So uh, they only are going to want to hang out with me for probably I don't know, like two more years. If I mean, I feel like you're years. lucky. I actually feel like you're lucky right now that they want to hang out with you. Come to think of it. Well, don't get me wrong. It's usually if they need something from me or they want to watch a show with me. So it, it's usually like, if you do what I want you to do, mom, I want you to hang out with me. Mm -hmm. but hey, but you're available to do that now. So that's pretty amazing. It is very good. We, I, I feel very lucky to be able to do this right now. Hmm. Well, let's give people a little bit of insight about you. What's something that you are most proud of recently in mm -hmm. your life? Well, there's a lot of things we're proud of. This, this sounds a little weird, um, so forgive me. But one of the things we're most proud of is a couple of years ago, um, our dog was hit by an automobile and he became a paraplegic. So uh, he, he lost uh, control of his legs in his hind legs and all of our doctors and everything said that uh, we should probably euthanize him because they didn't think that he would have a good quality of life and we decided to not so um, we now have a handicapped dog uh, you can his name is Watson he's actually has an Instagram account and that's oh, really, oh cool <laughs> yes but the reason being I'm not a huge Instagram uh, <laughs> My social media skills are not the best, uh, but we had a caretaker who used to take care of him and she moved back to California. She was very special to him and special to us. So she said, will you please start an Instagram account so I can see him more often? That's awesome. So I have admit there's some things on there that uh, I'm, I'm having a little bit of fun with some of their apps. <laughs> like wait I never thought I'd like this uh, but I found like this new feature it like zooms in on their face and does music and I that's thought that's awesome kind of fun you're like I could I put hate... a dog face on a dog that would be fun, be fun. <laughs> um so I hate to say I'm proud of it but it's one of the best mm. decisions that I feel like we've made in the past couple of years because wow. he needs special care and everything but we're just so proud of ourselves for making the decision but Pride seems like the wrong word to use, but it's yeah. a really special thing in our life. So yeah. I, I will give that as an example. Well, I love it. Wonderful. What insight too. And didn't you say he, he's won some sort of a award or recognition or something? Oh, yes. So he, um, there was this Omaha World Herald. It's the local newspaper here. Okay. Um, I was, uh, I was working from home. No, no, no. It was on the weekend. My husband was gone with my kids on a soccer thing. And uh, they said, you know, submit your dog for pet of the week. Oh, no, no, no. Just submit your dog's picture. So I submitted Watson's picture. And then, um, and then they said, oh, your dog is up for Omaha pet of the week. And he won that. And I was like, oh, how about that? Well, then they were up for Omaha World Herald's pet of the year. And I had no idea there was a contest or anything. <laughs> I didn't know this he was a thing. <laughs> I know. He ended up winning and they did this beautiful article about him and our family and uh, a video and it Aww. was really special. I know. He's, I, 
One way to capture that. And just to be clear, I'm not like a huge dog person, but I am <laughs> such a dog sap now. I am, I'm a total convert. You've been converted. That's what I was just going to say. It's probably how some people feel about Clifton Finder. <laughs> they probably <laughs> thought, that's oh, interesting or that's weird, not for me. Or, yeah, exactly. Not for and, me. <laughs> and then they take it and they're like, oh, dang it. I think it is for me. Wait a second. It is. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, well, thanks for sharing that fun. Well, well let's, uh, let's dive into this the strengths perspective and kind of the impact that it's had on your life. I know that um, of course, having worked for Gallup, you're intimately involved with the power that it that it has. Um, but I also know that it's had some impact on you and your personal life as well. And so I'd love for us to explore that a little bit and for you to share your story. Um, you know, when you first came across the strengths concept, what what was going on in your life? What were you thinking about most in, in your life at the time? Mm-hmm. Well, I, so before I joined Gallup, I did not know about Clifton Strengths. So I love the fact that you're doing this series to spread the word about the power of strengths because I think there's a lot of people that really don't know. And I had a master's degree, but my background was really in communication theory mm-hmm. and not so much in uh positive psychology or IO psychology, where these assessments really are given the light of day. So when I was introduced with strengths was like within the first couple of days of working at Gallup. Yes. And that's right. (laughs) And I honestly, they said, we need you to take the Clifton strengths. And I thought, I don't know if you know about the interviewing process at Gallup, but you go through a a very rigorous Mm. um, hiring process. You'd go through selection instruments and interviews. And so I didn't know, is this just another interview? Like, what are these questions I'm answering? And like, you already have the job. Yeah. How am I going to use, how are they going to use this? So I was a little like skeptical about, yeah, yeah, weary. What are they going to use? But it was also my first full-time job um, since having kids. And so um, while the kids were growing up, I worked as a professor. I worked at the winery. Um, I taught communication uh, courses. And so I, I was always able to do that under 30, year, or 30 hours a week. Um, so I was really transitioning into a different phase of my life, uh, where I was going to be, okay, back to full-time working. My family was going to have to adjust to that. So I needed to figure out, well, what is, you know, what does this mean for us? Yeah. And so that's, that's when I was first introduced to it. Mm. Was there anything in particular that was going on in your family or uh, I don't know, with your kids or your marriage Mm -hmm. or anything at the time that you were mostly thinking about, or I don't, I don't want to call it problems, but were there, was there yeah. any challenges that you were experiencing at the time? Well, being a military wife is challenging in and of itself. I mean, up until that day and, and still thereafter, I was wrestling with how am I going to be the person that have attained the aspirations that I had when I was younger, but still stay married to my husband and move around. How do you do that? Right. How do you wrestle with that? And with any, uh, you can call it a problem, but it was really more of a personal, uh, personal conversation I was having with myself and what, what can I bring to an organization? How do I balance that with my family? And then also I really struggling with being a mom. Um, I hate to say this, but I will admit it is, I never thought of myself as a super nurturing person. I thought, 
I'm going to have kids. I'll put them in daycare. I'll go work. I'll become an executive. And then I have these children and I'm thinking, wait a second, like you have birthed something in me, but because of that too, it's, I was wrestling with how can I be the best mother? I, I have Maximizer. Yeah. So how can I be the best mother I can be? And how can I be the best wife I could be? And so there was always constant discussion in our family yeah. with my husband. And my husband's very different than I am. Which <laughs> I'm happy to share his strengths. Um, yes. <laughs> after doing strengths, I realized just how different we were. But <laughs> I always said he was the, we were the yin and yang of each other, but strengths really confirmed it. Actually are. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, that's just a very transitional yeah. time. Yeah. And um, I think uh, for me, that caused a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. And, yeah. and Internal quite, dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I moved almost every year growing up. Hmm. And so I was constantly self-reflective of hmm. who am I and why is it when I move one place, I'm a super nerd. And then the next place I'm super popular and the next hmm. place they think I'm stuck up. So that caused a lot of self-reflection for the good and the bad. Yeah. And so it was just kind of, that had always been within me of who, who am I and why do people react the way they do to me? And is it about them or is it about me? Hmm. And so I became a social scientist just very early on hmm. um, in my life. So hmm. yeah. that's who that's who really came to the table that day when I took the Clifton Strengths class. Yeah, that's right. A very what, heady person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what questions or doubts did you have about the strengths perspective? I mean, so you took the, you took it, you got your top five strengths, which would you share those with us? Yes. Um, I'm going to admit I don't go anywhere without my 10 though. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to do my 10 if you don't mind. <laughs> of course. Um, I do. Uh, so relater and then learner, or I'm sorry, relater then maximizer, learner, strategic, achiever, and the reason I do the next five is when I got my coaching, I said, something's missing. Hmm. Something, everybody looked at me like I was like this loner who sat in a room and just wanted to work by myself. And I'm thinking, that is not who I am at all. <laughs> and so my coach said, okay, I'll cheat and I'll give you the next three. So she said, uh, connectedness, which spoke to my desire for more of a social connectivity right. and community of thinking futuristic ideation, and then self-assurance and arranger. All right. So those are those. And when I got my strengths, I think you, you asked uh, what, what, skept well, like yeah, like, what skeptical. Yeah, yeah. Or, what questions or doubt did you have about it as you, so, you, I mean, you're taking this assessment. You have no idea why, what, what are they trying to get out of me? What are they going to do with this? Like, should I really be honest or not? I mean, I don't know if that went through your mind. You didn't say that, but you know, it's yeah. like one of those things where you're like, I, I want to put the right answers down or something. Right. But what, no, no. what questions or doubts did you have as it came? You do say that though, though, Becky, it's like, should I be honest in this? And I, when I went into my interviews with Gallup, I had said to myself, you don't want to work anywhere where you can't be your authentic self. Hmm. So I didn't even realize that I was going to work for the company where you can be your authentic <laughs> self. It was just they the mantra. That yeah. I, um, so I think that this is really applicable to a lot of people who use strengths. And when you take strengths or when your company asks you to take strengths, there, it really should be used for development purposes yeah. um, to get you to think about how you can best approach 
your work really. And I didn't realize that concept at the time. Yeah. You know, I, having worked for Gallup for eight years, now I do. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, back then it was like, how are you going to judge me off of this? Right. And so I had two reactions. The first reaction is, was one of, oh my gosh, is this voodoo mad? Like, is this like witchcraft or something? Because it came back to me and it resonated so much with me. Um, and especially being as self-reflective yeah. as I had been over the years, I'm like, I could have saved myself a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have to think about that so much. <laughs> no, like, so anyone who's like doubting, like if you're very self-reflective and you're trying to figure out like why you think the way you think or approach things, I mean, <laughs> Just take it. It's, it. It will save you some time. Shortcuts. Um, shortcuts, right. Um, but the other thing is I felt kind of psychologically naked um, mm. because people oh. would start coming up and they're like, oh, well, that's probably because you have maximizer or, oh, that's your relator or that's your achiever. And I'm like, why do you know stuff about me? <laughs> like, have we met before? Excuse me. I don't know if I feel comfortable with this. Um but it, it obviously I became very comfortable with yeah. it and I have a lot to share about how you should use them, which I won't right now. <laughs> but I, I had that skepticism of how yeah. will this be used and how will people see this and will they use, will they make generalizations about who I am based off of just these names of right. titles and of strengths and everything, which right. I caution all of you out there to do. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Different themes look different for different people based off of the strengths combinations. So, <laughs> so you can't even help yourself. It's I can't. Like, <laughs> it's 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 kind of in there. But, yeah, uh, I love that picture of just feeling kind of vulnerable. I did. Um, it's just that it's true. I mean, especially depending on how you're wired, it can feel even more so. You know, to say like you realize you have deliberative in your top five and you're like, no wonder this feels like so invasive for other people to even know these things about me, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, that's a, it's, it's a real experience for people. Yeah. And the hard one for me was relator because I think a lot of people assume relators just don't want to get to know you. They only like a, a group of small mm -hmm. friends. And so, you know, they keep people at a distance. And uh, when I read the general descriptions about it, I'm like, well, but I love the deep conversation, but it's not like I only want to talk to two people right. and then learning like relator with learner looks a lot like woo. Um, <laughs> but it really does end up, uh, you start to understand yourself in new ways and, and definitely have an appreciation for other people too. And that's one of my discoveries is definitely having a deeper appreciation for my husband and my kids. <laughs> and I come so, from a big... So what I did have, you experience? Like, what was the... What did you experience in your life? So you took Strength Finder, you kind of had the initial, like, skepticism or, like, what what's going on here? Why does this piece of paper know who I am? And then, you know, what, what happened next in terms of how it impacted the things mm -hmm. in your daily life? Well, like most people, you know, when you have a good wine, you ask somebody, you should try this wine, or you have good coffee, you say, oh, you got to try this coffee. So I took Clifton Strengths Finder, and after living with it for a while, I'm like, okay, you guys have to take this. <laughs> so I, um, I actually got certified back before the Gallup Certified yeah. Strengths Coaching. I, I took some courses. So I immediately had my husband, my siblings take it. My kids were too young at the time to take yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I had them take it. And one of the funniest discoveries, so like I said, my husband's like my yin 
we're yin and yang to each other. His number one is consistency. And my number 34 is consistency. My word. <laughs> so that makes a lot of sense. All of his themes are in the relationship building. Oh. And I, um, so I am, uh, when you look at my 10, I have four in strategic thinking. And then I have two, 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 two in uh. relationship, two in influence and two in executing. But the funny thing is, is I, I would always say like, uh, Jeff is my husband. I said, he, I don't know. He just treats everybody so genuine. He, he's just like the most genuine person I've ever met. And I, at first I didn't even know if he was faking it because he was right. so genuine. Are you for real? <laughs> he's got like responsibility and empathy and connectedness and relator wow. and consistency. And, um, so it really helped me understand why, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but a lot of wives and husbands out there might say to themselves, why am I always the one who has to fill in the blank? X, Y, Z. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes I'd say, why am I the only one always thinking about like four steps ahead? Or if we have something to do, why am I the one like thinking about the future or coming yeah. up with these ideas or something? And for a plan just, or yeah. Yeah. Or a plan. And can't you do it? And the, and the other thing is, is again, my husband's in the military too. So this <laughs> probably is a little bit of it. But, uh, when I, when I got married, I said, I want to have a very egalitarian relationship. I did not like watching TV shows that I thought belittled men where it's like, Oh, a man can't think for themselves. You have to put together a honey do list you know, you might be yeah. familiar with these TV shows yeah. that it's like men don't have a brain. And I don't like that. I was like, no, 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 no. Like my husband, you're fully capable. <laughs> you're fully capable. And I also didn't want to yeah. intrude on or his own empowerment. Sure. Right. Yeah. Well, this one day we're sitting down and I'm talking, talk, talk, talk in a way. Right. And about what we should do and this plan and this and the, the list we need to do. And he says, hold on just one second. Can I take notes? So he gets something. He starts taking notes and I'm, I'm like, why can't you just remember? He goes, well, you know, it'd be really easy. Could you just write a list? Of what you to do? You're like, what just happened? I walked myself into the scenario that I did not want to be in. <laughs> well, and it was, it wasn't that I wasn't willing to do it. I just yeah. didn't want yeah. to disrespect him. Right. Yeah. And here he is saying, can you just write me a list? I'd like to know the rules that we're working by, you know, consistency. It's like, I'd like to know these rules. Yeah. Um, so it helped me understand that. And it helped me not be resentful about the gifts that I brought. Mm. Um, and not that I was resentful, but there was that, like, why am I always the one? Why can't you think about this? And it helped me appreciate that a little bit differently of, well, thank goodness you're the one thinking about relationships and being so responsible to people all the time, because I could get going with my list of to-dos. And next thing you know, it's three months from now. And not that people are so, imp people are super important to me, but if I get really focused, right. I, sometimes I can forget that. So, uh, cause I only have two in relationship. Cause they're all there. So it's pretty funny. Oh, that is really cool. So you and your 
you brought this home to your husband and you guys have, it seems like it's really transformed. Just like, would you say it's the thought process that's transformed? Like the way that you think about your role and his role now is transformed. Like how did it transform that, that scenario that you had of like egalitarian, like what does it look like now? Well, I think like, um, if I go to my communication theory, it's like, well, you can have different types of relationships. You can have one where everybody shares the same tasks and that's the equal relationship. Or you have complementary relationships where you're good at some things, so you probably do those more often and the other person is good at the other things, so they do them more often. And so I think it just, it, it's more my thought process. Like I said, I'm very heady. Yeah. And so it was my thought process in terms of how I was interpreting the behavior why maybe he was behaving the way he behaves. And also, I was not frustrated with him. I was just curious, like, wow, you think so differently. Mm-hmm. And to give that a name, to give that a framework, a, a way to see that behavior um, is just kind of the way I operate. Yeah. So I love that it was able to take who he was and, and help me shine a new light on it for how I saw the beautiful person he always was. So it wasn't that I had any issues with him. It was more of a curiosity of, I just, I, I'm dumbfounded right now sometimes. <laughs> I tried to figure it out. And uh, so so definitely I think it's, it's helped there. And it's really helped with motherhood too. I will mm. admit that my youngest son, um, again, he they can't take uh, Clifton strengths, but they did take, uh, the, the one for younger kids, a strengths explorer. And um, he, they both have high competition. Mm-hmm. And I keep telling them like, and they're boys, both and they're wow. mm-hmm. less than two years apart. Yep. And yep. I keep, now this is one where I get that they probably have high competition, but I keep telling them like, <laughs> it's important to remember that a strength is not a strength. That's right. Unless talent is not a strength, right? (laughs) You got it. So I keep trying to sharpen that for them (laughs) and help them see how they could utilize that passion, not to get mad or ruin an event like going bowling and pouting the whole time because you're not winning. And how they might be, (laughs) for example, like a couple days ago. but it really has helped me, uh, again, think of even my children mm. differently and to look for strengths within them, to look for how they process the world. And I would have always done that because that's just my natural- Maximizer, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Curiosity too, my learner and, and stuff and maximizer. And, but to me, again, it, it's, it's helping me look at it as- this might be something that you really are gravitating towards. That doesn't mean you need, you don't need to sharpen that skill. You know, you can be a really good athlete, but if right. you don't ever practice, you're not going to be very good at it. Right. So I think it's also made me a more patient hmm. mom and it's helped me communicate to my husband, maybe why the boys need different types of parenting approaches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, individualization and consistency are basically you can't, I don't think you can have the two of them in the top five. (laughs) And so my husband from consistency is like, I am the parent. So this is what you do. That's the the rule. This is yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the boys are like, "Uh -uh, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes 
um, we help each other in that sense. Like I will over individualize sometimes and then he'll be like, no, I think we just need to have some rules in place. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense too. So I think I always thought of myself as open-minded, but I think it's an, for me now, it's an open-mindedness with also some appreciation, more appreciation than I think I had before, if I'm being honest. Hmm. And what was the process like? Like, how did you get there? I mean, obviously it wasn't just, you took the assessment and all of a sudden, you know, your relationship or your ways of re- relating with your husband immediately changed and the ways that you relate with your sons immediately changed. Like, do you feel like there was a process or if someone else was trying to say, okay, I have my top five strengths and I want what you're talking about. Like, I want to be able to understand mm-hmm. my husband better, or I want to be able to parent with more patience. Like, what was the process like mm-hmm. for you when you, to kind of get to where you are now? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm somewhat spoiled because I did work at Gallup. Yes, true. So yeah, just kind of disclaimer I'll that just, a little bit. I'll right? just disclaimer that. <laughs> and I'll step back and say, okay, but I'm still a person, right? And yeah. I still, I needed to put individual effort towards that mm-hmm. too. So the process for me was one, I needed to understand really what that meant and how that showed up for me mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. And that's where um, they had coaches And so I met with a strengths coach, I think two or three times, and they just gave me some really powerful ways to look at, again, the way my strengths were uh, relating to one another. And Mm. because I would find that some people had maximizer and I thought to myself, how do you have maximizer? Like this does, no. And then same, (laughs) it doesn't look the same for me or, and I realized I use maximizer a lot for time. Is it worth my time? And yes, I will want something to be really good, but at some point time, my achiever kicks in and says, all right, but you got to keep moving. So let's go, you know? And so they work together in that, that aspect, some maximizers, they'll just sit there and maximize and maximize and maximize and maximize. So, um, it, I think it helped me understand the the way that strengths work together. So I'd say coach is coaching. Mm-hmm. coaching. The second thing on that my process would be you have to have some level of curiosity and openness about it. Um, you have to step. I had to step away from the the uh, the assumptions that people would make about different strengths. Mm-hmm. And so you, so I, for me, I just needed to have an open mind about what that meant and how that showed up for different people. Um, and then it, it really helped to be surrounded by people who understood the language. Like yeah. um, I coached when I was getting my certification, I coached my sister and her, my brother-in-law and I think it helped them tons. So also sharing with other people I think helped to elevate the impact that it had on my life and then on their life. And I'm not kidding you. Like my relationship with my sister, she has such an appreciation and understanding of why she does the things she does now. And it just, it, it helps her. I hate to say it, but not sound like she's crazy. She's like, I'm not crazy. This is just who I am. Like, yes, like oh, is- yay, I'm not crazy. No, I mean, yeah. don't we all kind of have that revelation of just like, oh my word, the monkey's in my head. Like, it's actually a strength. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and for her, she has empathy and responsive mm. restorative. So mm. she kept taking other people's problems and she became them. Yeah. And I was like, you gotta, you gotta figure out a way to build a kind of some boundaries. Yeah. So if you have empathy and restorative, their problems don't become your problems. Yeah. 
And um, so I think it, again, it was getting a coach. It was being open to what that meant and not jumping to conclusions for people and then really sharing it with other people so that I wasn't alone in what I was thinking and seeing and we had like a shared language then to, to talk about some things. Yeah. To talk and about, yeah. To talk about things that either are that, that you could never understand in the past or just to be able to work through future things like, okay, I get yeah. why you're both my sisters have includer includers like way at the bottom for me. It like, of course made sense of the past, but it also like now going forward, man, I can tune my heart to be so much more sensitive to their position than I ever could have before, even though includer is low, you know, now I know it of them, we mm-hmm. have that language and we can talk through it and I can say, okay, I get your includer is going, you know, needs this right now, but mm-hmm. help me learn about that. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I will say, oh, the fourth thing, and you just yeah. reminded me of that is that to find complementary partnerships, mm. they're so important. And I thought, you know, it's so easy to be like, well, that person doesn't think like I do. Well, yeah. thank goodness they don't. Then there'd yeah. be two of you. So now you've got to find people that will help you be aware of your blind spots sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said, I happened I can, to marry one. So there I, you go. <laughs> I always said he's everything I never knew I needed. I say it all the time. He, he's, Aww. he's wonderful. We just celebrated our 16th wedding anniversary. Oh, so. yay. Congratulations. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So just kind of, well, wrapping it all up together here, you know, drawing on your own personal experience, what encouragement or advice would you give someone who, who can kind of resonate with your pre-strengths world problems, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, that internal dialogue, maybe, maybe it's kind of being very curiously questioning your spouse, um, understanding or not understanding your kids, what what would you, what kind of encouragement would you give to somebody who can really resonate with how you were feeling? Mm -hmm. Well, a good friend of mine once at work, they said, if you're working on something for too long, you probably need to go ask for help or ask somebody else something. And I think if you're resonating, like if you're a mom and you're struggling to understand your kids or you're in a marriage and Um, you're thinking, gosh, why do I, why, why doesn't he think like this? Or why doesn't she behave like that? If you're just trying to understand each other better. um, I just think it's a really good way to see people in a new light and it can be a really big bridge builder. Um, So I would say if, if you're struggling with trying to figure out who you are or why you think the way you think, and let's face it, we have a lot of messages trying to tell us who we are these days. That's the truth. So it's nice to be able to just wrap our heads around that and see what other perspectives they are. So if you find yourself working on something too long, and that could be working on you too long, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> um, maybe reach out and, and get some help in terms of like finding the Clifton Strengths Finder, because it's not a problem, it's a development opportunity. Right. It's it's a great way to see like what you can bring to an equation and be able to articulate that to people in maybe ways you weren't able to before. So I just think it's super empowering. And so I encourage people to do that though. I will follow up and say, but you can't just get your results. If you don't personally invest in it or do some either personal development or talk with your spouse about it or talk with your siblings, 
you can't just get the results on a piece of paper and say, okay, I am forever changed. Yeah. It's, it's not a silver bullet, there. right? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. So, um, I, I would say, you know, find your communities, find your coaches, uh, find people to talk about it and celebrate your unique differences and where you are similar to. Yeah. That's, that's the be, advice I'd give. And it becomes fun too, you know, it becomes part of your everyday conversations where you can joke about the things that maybe even once frustrated you and, um, kind of have a common language to do that. So yes, definitely. So very cool. Cool. Well, thank you so much. I feel like we could keep talking forever. So, but we won't, but, um, but perhaps this will not be our last, our first and last conversation. I really appreciated having you on today and thank you so much for being willing to kind of open yourself up to sharing your story about, um, the transformation that can, that has happened in your own life, your personal life and your marriage and with your kids. And I know the journey continues. So I look forward to following along with you as well. So thanks so much, Anna Marie. Well, thank you for having me. And we, this will not be our final conversation. For sure. <laughs> All right. Sounds thank good. You and bye everyone. Bye. <laughs> Isn't Anna Marie's story so wise and informed? I love how well she shares of her process of what it really looks like to learn to live your strengths in your everyday life and then thrive because of it. You can connect with Anne-Marie Mann over on LinkedIn, so be sure to look her up there. You can also get that link over in the show notes at isogostrong.com slash isogotv. Ultimately, my dream would be to see thriving marriages, families, and workplaces across the entire world. By orienting our minds towards our strengths and the strengths of the people around us, I know we can get there, just like Anna Marie is doing. So I'd love to ask you to share Isogo TV, the video or the audio version, with your circles on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or right there with the person sitting next to you at home or in your office. And if you like this episode of Isogo TV in particular with Anna Marie Mann, please leave a five-star review over at iTunes. It not only means a lot to me, but it helps others get this podcast resource too. I'm glad that you were here today to see how others had fueled significant change in their lives by focusing in on their strengths. And I hope that you join me for more next time on Isogo TV.